if you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world World of of food. food. First, how do you feel about eating a burger with a red bun? Burger King just released the Spider-Versed Whopper featuring a red bun topped with black sesame seeds, along with melted Swiss cheese and all the traditional Whopper toppings. Second, Starbucks just released their summer menu, including a new chocolate Java mint frappuccino. And Kev, because you love cold brew, see if you like this idea. It's a new white chocolate macadamia cream cold Mm. brew. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, when it's cold brew, I pretty much like it just black. Just black. Okay. Just black, yeah. I thought you were doing that brown sugar one for That's a while. That's with espresso shots. Oh, okay. That's with, can I say, listen, you got, don't judge me. I get five espresso shots, one pump, and oat milk. And it, it's, or, I'm good to go. We're planning an intervention. I'm in ready for. Weeks. I'm ready for liftoff after that. <laughs> Finally, in the world of food, have you noticed how Brussels sprouts have been popping up on restaurant menus? It seems like every restaurant, like they, uh, what's the one they like to call it? Um, where it's really crispy. I forget what they call it. Roast Cri- yeah, crispy Brussels sprouts. Crispy, yeah, I <laughs> think that that's what they, what they call, call it? it. Yeah, because they roast them in the oven till they're almost black. Well. Turns out a Dutch scientist identified the chemical that made Brussels sprouts bitter hmm. and bred that out of them so they taste so much better. Huh. Tracy had them. We, we went out for a friend's birthday dinner last night and she had Brussels sprouts. I think it was with some type of maple, maple yeah. walnut glaze or something oh. on top. Yeah. And she was just like, they. she was I raving. love Brussels sprouts. How good they were. Hey, are you putting in an effort to be physically and mentally healthy? Coming up, then it would be a good idea for you to avoid this. It's called ambition sizing. Are you putting in an effort to be physically and mentally healthy? Then it would be a good idea for you to avoid this. Saying, I'll fit back into those jeans one day. Or, ooh, I'm going to lose some weight for the big day. It has a name and it's called ambition sizing. Experts at the Cleveland Clinic say drastic weight loss related to a specific event in your life can negatively affect both our physical and mental health. Rapid weight loss can result in losing muscle mass. It messes with your metabolism and uh, you miss out on important nutrients. It can also affect your brain and your mental health. So often when we're talking to ourselves, it can quickly turn to negative self-talk. Instead, you should pretend you're helping a friend and inside your mind and as you talk about the event or, or you know, trying to be healthy, uh, ta- show yourself the same kindness you would show a friend mm. when you're talking about those subjects. Yeah. Good idea. Coming up, how would you feel if your teenager's school started later? How would you feel if your teenager's start time for school was much later? Denver and Anchorage are considering it. Doctors have been pushed for later school time for teens Uh, who need more rest for their growing bodies and growing minds. Mm -hmm. Well, they did it in Drexel Hill, PA. They moved from, get this, the bell rings at 7.30 a.m. to 9.45. Wow. And lots of kids say they are more positive. They're happier. Their parents notice the difference. The idea is to allow teens to get more sleep as a new way to address the mental health crisis affecting teens across the United States. Hmm. I wonder if that's okay. If they normally go to bed at one, are they now going to go to bed at two? Because <laughs> they get to sleep a little bit later. You know what I mean? Yeah. What's, what's going to be question, the, the outcome of this? I've heard their their circadian rhythms really are different 
at that age. That's why it's so hard to get teens to go to bed early. So, I mean, I'm just saying it's working in Drexel, PA. Mm. I mean, Drexel Hill. They say that the kids are so much happier. This is pretty wild. You know how AI is everywhere, the artificial intelligence and the chat GPT and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But I found out um, a friend of mine is using AI or chat GPT for something I had no idea. So when I talk to the other women in my life, one of our biggest challenges, I know this is not the case at all for your wife. She loves it. But we is getting a healthy dinner on the table every night. It just feels like sometimes pushing a rock uphill. And I had a mom confide in me the other day that it's one of her greatest nemesis because she'll work and work and work and Pinterest these recipes and, and try to make these delicious meals. And her children just go, ugh, and they just turn their nose up at it and they won't eat mm. it. So I found out this couple, this young couple, they have four children and they just had a brand new baby. So four kids under the age of eight um, and they are using AI for meal planning. So here's the deal. I guess it asks you a series of questions like what kind of foods your kids will eat and the whole family likes. And it pops out recipes and then it makes the grocery list for you as well. So as a mom of a newborn, mm. this has been wow. life changing for her to have this much help from artificial intelligence. I was like, what? I did not know it could do that for you. I've heard of it writing writing vows. I've heard of, of you know, legal papers, all kinds of things that ChatGPT is doing, but not making your entire meal plan and printing out your grocery list for you. That is pretty wild. I wonder at what point does AI, do they start dipping AI into the world of online dating? Oh, I bet you it's already there. And it will, it will find your perfect match. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's sort of been done with the algorithms of like equally yoked and stuff like that for years. But yeah, it's probably stepped up a notch now. Kevin knows me well enough. He's known me long enough that I want my tombstone to say she had the best of intentions because it just (laughs) seems like my heart's in the right place. But the weirdest stuff happens to me. So I'm like (laughs) skip toe to through the tulips, getting so excited about my mom coming for Mother's Day. Like I, t- I called her. I, I appealed to her frugal practicalities. I said, Mom, I'm either going to fly to Jupiter, Florida, like I always do for Mother's Day, or mm-hmm. I could fly you here. And um, my dad passed away in January and my mom hasn't been able to f- to travel in decades because dad can't travel. And he said, please don't leave me. Yeah. And so she, she said, can. OK, I won't. Well, now she can. And I couldn't believe it. But she said, OK. I'll come visit you. And I was like, get out. This is so great. And so I've been like starting to clean bigger than I normally clean and collect items. And I got her gift ready and I got her card yesterday. And well, I decided, you know, those foil balloons they sell at the grocery store, mm-hmm. like those last like three months. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting moms now because that's one more thing I can check off my long to do list and be ready for mom. And I'm going to have it in her bedroom when she gets here and all excited and I I literally live one block from the grocery store and it looks great at the grocery store and I get home and it looks horrible and I was like <laughs> what what happened like there's no way I bought a dud it's leaking and my husband goes way to go Charlie Brown and then he's the sweetest husband in the world he goes if you have your receipt which I did he goes I'll take it back 
I'll, I'll get you a different one tomorrow. I was like, oh, thank Aww. you, babe. That's so sweet. And he, he didn't even know I was about to talk about this on the radio, but he he works from home. He just texted me a photo. It looks even more pitiful today. <laughs> it's just like the saddest Mother's Day balloon you've ever seen. Aww. So he's going to take it back that to the store away. for me. Like when he goes back, ask him if he can keep it. So oh, you can really? Tell, yeah, so you can tell your mom the story. Like have it in the closet when <laughs> she comes in. Give her the real one and then go, by the way. This balloon this did not come round. easy. Yeah, this was the original one. Uh, am I the only one where it's like, why does this stuff always happen to me? Mm-hmm. Hey, do you know someone struggling with a drinking problem coming up? This may be the encouragement they need to let God turn their life around. Hey, this is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. Do you know someone struggling with a drinking problem? This may be the encouragement they need to let God turn their life around. Laura had to leave St. Mary's University because she had developed a drinking problem and failed out. She couch surfed, worked in retail, kept drinking. Well, now she's been sober nine years, went back to school, qualified for a scholarship, got married, has two stepkids, and she's graduating next week as the Val Victorian. She's going to use her speech to remind people that no matter what has happened in your past, you can change course. Did you get something cool for your mom for Mother's Day yet? Huh? You better get on that. Mm-hmm. You better get on that. Yeah, moms are awesome. I love moms. So let's talk about what is the most embarrassingly loving thing your mom has ever done. Or maybe you've done, mom, for your kids. Most embarrassing, loving thing. So moms are awesome, right? I, the thing that I love about moms is there's no pretense when it comes to their love for their kids. They don't care how embarrassing something is. Any thought of dignity or self-respect goes out the window when it comes to their little babies. That's all. That's what being a mama bear is all about, right? So we're looking for those times that your mom or you, mom, have been lovingly embarrassing with your kids. And I'll get us started with a great example with Did my Did your wife. mom come tuck you in on summer camp? <laughs> she would have. <laughs> she would have. But uh, no, I'm going to talk about my wife, Tracy. And I've mentioned before, uh, she get, trick or treat is her season. She adores trick or treat. I do not share that passion, but I know she loves it. So we we go all out on trick or treat, and uh, she also loves the Wizard of Oz. So she will dress up at trick or treat as the Wicked Witch of the West. I green know, makeup everywhere. Green makeup, right? the whole bit. She that is that is her one night where she really comes out of her shell. Rest of the year, she is mild 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 mannered like. Happy to blend into the background. Does type she person. get into character and do like, I'll get you, my pretty? Yeah, she she has, and then she apologizes to the kids who she scares. No, 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 no. It's just makeup. It's, it's okay. It's just fun. It's just for fun. But, um, so we're getting ready. It's like it's like that weird time on trick or treat night, like four thirty, five o'clock, where the kids are all kind of getting ready, and you may get a early bird, like somebody just can't wait, or a little kid trick or treater. Mm-hmm. So it's that time of the day. So Tracy's in full regalia. She's ready to go. And somebody comes tearing down our street. And it ends in, in a cul-de-sac. Yes, they okay. come tearing down our street, okay. driving in their car, and they go down to the end of the cul-de-sac. Tracy, who is in full costume, including broom, runs <laughs> down the street full speed, screaming, Hey! Hey! There's kids around. You can't drive like that. There's kids around here. (laughs) 
So it's legend in our family, and we've moved from that neighborhood, but it was legend in that neighborhood the time Tracy chased away speeders dressed dressed in that costume with her broom. Protecting <laughs> could, the children. I could still see her running. I'm like, what's wrong with mom? <laughs> <laughs> so do you have a similar story? When mom, she just did any sense of embarrassment or whatever was it not even a thought she was just like oh no 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 not with my babies not my neighborhood or or maybe it was something like she showed up at school and embarrassed you would love to hear it hey Lindsay, it's kevin and taylor so your mom did something lovingly embarrassing to you yes what happened okay so one time i was in the grocery aisle when i was younger and um so she so she thought there was only one, but there were two. So she went to go wrap her groceries, and then she comes back to that one aisle, and I'm in the other one, and she sees that I'm not there. So she get, walks out of that aisle, goes all the way around to the front um, speaker, and she goes, Lindsay Boyd, get back here. <laughs> on the intercom? <laughs> yes, on the intercom. <laughs> How did that make you feel? <laughs> Oh, my word. It was so embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) But you love her, right? Yes. (laughs) All right. Thanks for calling and sharing that, Lindsay. Thanks, Lindsay. Bye-bye. Thank you. Have you ever been through a scare with someone uh, where you're just, it's the waiting game? Um, I just went through that with a friend of mine last week. Um, So here's the deal. A friend of mine had to have a breast biopsy. And they told her, you're going to hear the answer by the end of the week. Mm. And I was like, oh my goodness. Okay. I'll be praying. I'll be praying. And I called her the day after the biopsy and I was like, how did it go? She said it was awful. It took hours and hours. It took five attempts. It was super painful. And, um, it was just quite the ordeal. And I said, well, at least we'll know what you're facing by the end of this week. Well, the end of the day, Friday came nothing, no news. Mm. So they had told her at the initial biopsy appointment, they said, okay, here's the deal. If we call and we don't reach you, if it's big news, we're going to hang up. We're going to talk to you in person about it, like voice to voice. But if it's good news, we will leave you a voicemail. Okay. So on Wednesday, I checked in with my friend and she said they they tried to reach me. They hung up. I'm waiting for their call. And I was like, (gasps) no, that means this is it. That means something's wrong. There needs to be some kind of treatment. There's, there's something bad that they found in the biopsy. And so the next day I was scared to text her um, because I was like, oh no, she may not be ready to talk about it. Like it's probably the hardest news she's ever heard. Mm. Finally, I ended up getting sick the next day and almost never get sick. And I think there was several things going on in my life that my husband thinks your immune system was weakened. Uh, you didn't fight that bug off very well. And I was like laying in bed, just moaning because I was in so much pain, feeling horrible with a terrible headache and I had gastrointestinal stuff. And I got a text from her that they finally called and it was benign. Mm. And I was like, why, why did they have to put you through that? You know what I mean? Like, why did they call her phone and hang up when they said, mm-hmm. if we hang up, that means it's the worst possible news. So I told her, I said, we need 
we need reformation on how news is delivered after you have a biopsy. Hmm. Like, like two weeks of utter unknown and stress and waiting. Wow. So, but I'm just like rejoicing with her. Like I said, next time we see each other, I cannot wait to give you a huge hug and cheers our water glasses to the fact that you're okay because it was the best news ever. Kev, you've heard it so many times. Nobody wants to go back to the office, right? They've learned the work work from from home home, lifestyle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, this boss came up with the most creative solution to kind of try to make everyone happy. I'll tell you what it is in just a minute. So many people wish they could just stay home and work there. They loved that aspect of the pandemic. They loved being able to like throw in a load of laundry and Mm -hmm. uh, eat whatever they want out of the fridge and maybe fit in a workout. And so there's a boss that really needed everyone back at their headquarters. And so he's like, okay, what can I do to try to keep my employees happy and healthy? And he came up with this crazy creative solution. He's got a ginormous warehouse. And instead of hallways and cubicles, every employee has their own little house. It's literally (laughs) tiny homes with park benches and fake trees and hammocks. And you get your mail in a little tiny mailbox outside of your house. And this is how brilliant this man is. His wife works for him. So his wife, his wife's house is a pink castle (laughs) with the queen in the castle. Right. (laughs) And uh, people have like you can eat like a stinky tuna salad sandwich and no one else will smell it. But mm. if you need to talk to your coworkers, you're just your next door neighbors. You just go knock on their house and like, hey, can, can do, you, do you get that file I sent you or whatever? You can collaborate, but you sort of have some of that autonomy. And I guess the employees just love it. If someone gets fired, do they put a foreclosed sign on your house? <laughs> I'm sure. Or for sale. <laughs> So I was teasing earlier and said, I hope you've done something for your mom for Mother's Day. But here's uh, what I'm wondering. In most families, do you take mom out to eat or do you try to dazzle her at home and make her stuff at home? Or is it a mix of the two? What are your plans for mom for Mother's Day? You don't want Taylor. It'd be fun to hear from a mom. And you can call in anonymously and tell us what do you prefer? Would you prefer to go out to eat on Mother's Day mm-hmm. or would you prefer for dad and the kids to try to slap something to yeah. something together or maybe a mix of the two and i think what we did in our house when the kids were little is a mix of the two breakfast we would always do at home we tried to go out for brunch one year and unless you're ready to wait for your table until father's day rolls around <laughs> do not go out for brunch on mother's day because it's like impossible to get a table so we did we would do we've done breakfast at home and gone out to eat for like early dinner late lunch we've done every combination of the two but i think what we've what we've come to find is is tracy just would like the most number of kids around as now they're older and you know some live in other parts of the of the state and the country she would just like as many bodies present as possible yeah and that's what's going to make her happy right we could we could have drive-through cheeseburgers she doesn't care as long as those faces are there I'm curious what you're going to do because your wife is a gourmet chef, Mm -hmm. um, not professionally, but privately, and you love to cook. So do you try to treat her on Mother's Day and have homemade food for her that you made? Yeah, but she's like last year. As a matter of fact, I was looking back at Facebook memories are bringing up Mother's Day past Mm -hmm. and what she loves 
Tracy, she always teases and says, I like a man. She loves a ribeye and a baked potato is her favorite. Oh, that's easy like, to pull off. Barred and like nothing else even comes close. So, yeah, I could do that. And there's plenty of that, by the way, when you if you try to buy that on Father's Day, good luck. Fine, trying to buy like any kind of steak on Father's Day. On Mother's Day, there's plenty of them. How funny. <laughs> so I'm, I'm thinking that's probably what, what we're going to do. My one daughter that lives a couple hours away, she was going to come for Mother's Day, but her car's broken Aww. down and... Things, things haven't worked out. She's had to cancel at the last yeah. minute. Um, but two of the four kids will be definitely be home, uh, and I'll be there. So, yeah, we'll do it upright. But what about you, Mom? We would love to hear from you. Which do you prefer, to eat, be doted on at home and have the kids and dad try to put something together? Or would you rather be treated like a queen and go out somewhere fancy? Hey, Ashley, we're talking about Mother's Day, and would you prefer to have something made at home for you or go out to eat dinner? What about you? I would prefer to go out because here's the deal. Mom's going to end up cleaning up the dishes either way. So (laughs) if it's Mother's Day and we're celebrating Mom, take me out to eat. I don't want to have to do dishes. That is my vote. (laughs) Yeah, if you you could wave a magic wand and know that somehow miraculously you really were going to put your feet up after the meal, (laughs) it might be kind of nice to be at home. But we all know the truth. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, happy Mother's Day. Okay. Thanks, Ashley. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, could this convince your boss to let you keep working from home at least a couple days a week? New research shows that returning to the office may be bad for your health. A lengthy commute to work is associated with being less physically active, being overweight, and having sleep problems. And depending on where your office is located, you may even be more likely to drink too much. It takes a shockingly short travel distance for a person to feel these effects, according to this brand new research. So maybe you could take that article with you to the boss and be like, hey... How about I work from home a couple of days a week? <laughs> you know how they say work is killing me. It literally is. <laughs> Please let me stay home. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be Griff's confessional today. He said that his wife, Sarah, is a little upset with something he did the other day. So, Griff, you said uh, something you did the other day made your wife, Sarah, not too happy. She was not very pleased with me when I told her this story. Uh, my, Sarah, my wife, and my daughter, Eloise, they had somewhere to be. So it was just me and my son, Thatcher. And we decided to go for a hike nearby our house. Okay. Somewhere we like to go. Thatcher likes going on hikes. So it was me, Thatcher, and our dog, Henry. We go on a hike. And I'm kind of a minimalist to a degree. So I just took one water bottle with us for the three of us. We, we go on this hike. <laughs> And, you know, th- I was kind of proud of it. You know, like I see other people on the hike. They have these hiking poles and like these camelback water bottle <laughs> things. It's like it's me and my seven year old son and a dog. And we're doing this with one water bottle and we're conquering it. And, you know, we're killing it. Well, I'm telling my wife this, how proud I was that, you know, we did this. And these other people are out here with all this equipment and stuff. And we did it with just one water bottle. We all shared the same water bottle. And. She was horrified that we did that. She's like, what, what did Henry drink, the dog? How did he get water? I was like, well, I kind of put some in my hand. I mean, his tongue may have kind of gotten in the water bottle a little bit. <laughs> but she's like, then, then you guys drink after that? 
Well, I didn't. Thatcher may have, but I didn't. <laughs> he's a kid. He's yeah, resilient. He's fine. He's fine. Good for his immune system. Yeah. He's not going to get sick for a month or two now. Right. But she was so upset about it. She, I can't believe he did that. Uh, you, should, you know, Henry has his own water thing you could have taken. Well, I, I was like, no, we're fine. I we thought you were going to go more like she was worried about you guys getting dehydrated. Like that wasn't Aww. enough liquid. I mean, it probably wasn't, but <laughs> it is funny when we become adults how much junk we need to take with us yeah. to go for a walk. I mean, when we were kids, right? I lived near a patch of woods when I was a kid, and we'd spend the whole day in the woods, and there was no water bottles, there were no hiking poles, there were no backpacks. It was just like us. Yeah. And that was it. And then <laughs> you didn't worry about any of that mm-hmm. stuff. But now, just to do the simplest of, of things, oh, we can't go for a walk in the woods. We got to go to REI first. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Got to get the gear. Yes. <laughs> got to get the gear. I say good on you, Griff. Well Thank done, you. my friend. You ever watch a movie and it makes you cry so hard you people can tell the next day <laughs> you've been crying? I've got mm. puffy eyes today because I saw the sweetest movie last night. I can't wait to tell you about it in just a minute. My husband and I got a text the other day from my niece, Arielle, and she's like, oh, you got to check out this movie. It's called A Man Named Otto. Oh, and, uh, Tom uh, Hanks movie, right? Yeah. yeah it does look and, good. Um, I, we watched it. like We had to watch it in sections, but we finally finished it last night, and man, I just bald and bald but it was like a good ugly cry like I just um, I think if you summed it up um, the theme of the movie is really love your neighbor as yourself and also just love the people around you because you never know what kind of burden they're carrying and what Mm. they're going through and um, there was my husband and I had a couple conversations during it like oh so and so we should not let them watch this movie it would be too much or this person couldn't watch this movie it would be just too Hard to watch because um, there's some really heavy, heavy the themes. Self-appointed censors of everyone around well, you. Well, <laughs> when you watch it, there's um, if someone has gone through a really specific tragedy in their life, it's just way too much. Like could be what they need to know someone um, else has gone through that. Yeah, you know what I mean? could be something. Uh, like Any, I mean, but yeah. Uh, but anyway, I um, there's one storyline that you know is is probably, you know, it's definitely not safe for the whole family. But overall, like, there's, I don't think there's one cuss word and there's not one inappropriate visual. Like, and uh, it was really neat because I I guess it was a novel. And then Tom Hanks' wife, Rita, made it into the screenplay and she's Mm. the producer. And their son plays the younger version of Otto. Oh, wow. Uh, Tom plays the older version. And then um, Rita Wilson even sings the theme song. She has a beautiful voice. Mm. And I was just... It's funny, as I was getting ready for work today, I started thinking about that much talent in one family to write a screenplay, be a producer, actors, singers. It was like, Hmm. man, that is pretty cool to be able to have that kind of talent. (laughs) If you do that, and then (laughs) Tracy and I will go like, well, we we made four kids. (laughs) That's pretty big talent right there. Yeah. Raising them is the even bigger talent. So what is the name of the movie again? It's called A Man Named Otto with Tom Hanks and his son... um, I think his son's name is, I want to say Thornton. Hmm. Um, and then Rita Wilson, the the wife and mom of Tom Hanks. And um, what is his son's? Uh, Truman. His son's name is Truman. Gotcha. Um, there was a movie that. She's that, a producer and stuff. There was a movie that uh, Trace and I saw. And it's it's been a couple of years now. And I always tell people about this movie because it was one of those movies that I was just like, eh, is it going to be good? Is it going to be one of those movies where the message outweighs the story. Do you know what I mean? It's like to to me, it's like particularly with Christian movies or, or Christian music, 
the music or the story has got to be outstanding. It can't be a story written to hang cliches on. It's got to be the story mm-hmm. itself has got to be compelling enough to be a vehicle to make make the point. And uh, Unplanned, the movie Unplanned mm. was so good. And we learned so much about uh, the cause of life and what goes on behind the scenes at the places that are on the front lines of dealing with, you know, moms who are in crisis and exactly what goes on at places that you would rather them not go to. And it was so powerful, so eye opening and Mm. so heartbreaking. And yeah, that, that movie really was a paradigm shift in mine and Tracy's life for our our involvement and trying to help with causes Mm -hmm. like that. It was really really something called unplanned. And I would say like, if you've got kids who are, I'm going to say rising to middle school. Totally okay for them to see. There's some heavy themes. But you know what? They're seeing the opposite message on their phones, whether you like it or not, from some of their favorite pop stars uh, are telling them, oh, no, no, this is okay. This is your choice, and it's okay. And uh, Yeah, so they're getting the message otherwise from other people. They should see the reality of uh, that it's not all pink sunshine and rainbows on the other side of that argument.